0: Hello there, my name is Scott. Welcome to the Coffee and Books Podcast. I just want to say if you're new here, welcome. Um, If you haven't already, please feel free to subscribe to this podcast after listening to today's episode. This is a special edition. This book is called The Journey to the West by Anthony C.U. Or rather, it has been translated and edited by Anthony C.U., which we'll get into shortly. But I just want to say, before we begin on the series, there's a lot you should know about it. So I'm going to try to cover it up in the first sort of section here so what can i tell you about the journey to the west well my inspiration for wanting to read this book is that it all stems from a couple things one it's not a novel or story that's commonly found here in the west it's actually from chinese literature and it's old chinese literature about from the 1500s but in fact probably goes back a lot further than that which we'll get into shortly so what was my inspiration for reading all of a sudden sort of medieval chinese literature Well, it comes down to that the story is what I, or rather how I heard about it was that it was the inspiration for the story Dragon Ball, which for those of you who don't know, of course, I'm a big anime and manga fan, so I wanted to read the series to see where some of the influences came from. Now, Dragon Ball, if you're familiar with it, has got a main character whose name is Goku, who is a boy who has a monkey tail, uh, who has certain powers. Um, that make him very strong. He has a cloud he likes to ride around on, and he has a very, very powerful pole that extends and is very long. Uh, All these are things that are commonly found in the Journey to the West. So with that in mind, that was sort of the inspiration for me wanting to find this book. Now, normally I get my books from the library, but this is one of those very, very, very rare circumstances where the National Public Library actually did not have it. So I decided that it would be in my best interest to try to seek out this book through Amazon. Uh, Unfortunately, Amazon, because this is not a very common book, and even with Amazon prices, it is very expensive hardback book. Um, I would say it costs normally about $30 plus U.S., Uh, so with taxes and everything, you're looking very high with shipping, and depending on where you get it from, either way, it it was looking to be expensive. Um, a while ago, I happened to take up a small part-time sort of position working for a Barnes and Noble bookstore. While I was finishing up a closing bookstore, they had a tremendous sale in which I bought a lot of books. Some of those books were very, very old books that you couldn't find just anywhere, particularly at the library. So I really wanted to take advantage of that sale in that situation. And now we're starting to get to those books in the series. So. The Journey to the West, and like I said, a big portion of my inspiration behind it was that I had heard about it, that it was the inspiration for Dragon Ball, and that it was hard to find, so it made me want to dig down deep further. So when I did find it, I decided I wanted to read it, and I wanted to own it, and I wanted to experience it for what it was. And now we're going to get into the backstory of the story before we get into the actual story. I know, very confusing, right. Okay, so The Journey to the West is an ancient sort of classic novel. Uh, in Chinese history, a lot of that history, um, I'm not going to be able to go over in today's podcast, so I'm just going to summarize it as that history often was purged throughout the different sort of empires that existed within China. So we're lucky at all that even this book exists. The series is one of four book series that is considered the ancient Chinese classics, some of the first novels that were ever produced. Uh, Which is saying a lot, you know, considering that you have other people throughout the world, like Shakespeare, that existed around the same time. So the inspiration for this, we think, is actually much older. In fact, it goes back to about 400 A.D. And where that story sort of comes from is that a Buddhist monk happened to be wanting to study scriptures of Buddhism. And he decided that he would journey from China all the way into India on foot. And he took the inspirations that he got from travel along the way and wrote down a novel or a series that he thought would be, um, greatly influence this work. But basically, he wrote about his experiences. He thought that he wanted to impart life lessons and wisdom, and he wanted it to help educate the Chinese population out there. Um, You know, his lessons that he learned from the Buddha himself, as well as from other scriptures. And that is what the whole series is about. Basically, one guy's journey from China, walking on foot into India. Alright, so, that's a very, very, very long distance if you don't know anything about that. Now, what happened, like I said, we're lucky we even have a resource to begin with on this. But the Journey to the West is actually a four-volume set which I've only decided to read one of those volumes, Volume 1 here, to introduce it to my audience. So, what is The Journey to the West actually about? Is it really about a guy just walking from uh, China to India? Well, not exactly. You see, the author took great liberties at the time of writing it and decided to implement stories that were more closer related to fantasy uh, with ancient Chinese folklore and history and decided to imbue Buddhist Lessons and morales about how to be a better person onto classic chinese folklore stories, in other words there's dragons there's monkeys that are made of stone there's all different types of you know animals beasts um, there's gods in heaven you know it's ancient battles it's um, you know at one point you have uh, a main character going from heaven to hell it's a little bit of everything so Let's digest it and take our time talking about the series, because it's a lot. Okay, so where to begin? The journey to the West really begins, like I said, with the main character, whose name is Monkey. Monkey is, of course, an ancient sort of mythological figure, um, who is an actual monkey. uh, But he happens to also be made of stone and possess great powers. Monkey decides he wants to rule over heaven and decides to challenge the gods that do control the earth, including Buddhist monks. Uh, as a result of this, he is inevitably defeated, but as his punishment, or rather what he eventually will get accepted and sort of bribed into doing, is that in order to be freed from his prison, he has to accompany a monk from India to or sorry, from China to India. And while doing this, he has to protect him at all costs from the dangers that he'll see dangers such as alligators, dangers such as sea monsters, and monsters of all different types and kinds. Uh, so, In on one story, we meet a man who is actually a monster-like cow who you know, devours incredible amounts of food and drink. Uh, he's married to a woman in a small village in China, and while the Buddhist monk and monkey are traveling through this, uh, they meet, happen to meet the family who offers them you know, food and a place to stay, and little old Monkey decides he wants to interfere in this marriage because the family is embarrassed and unhappy. Of course, if Monkey had reasonably taken the time to get to know the person, he would have understood that this beast had actually taken care of the family. He plowed the fields, he gave them good food, uh, he took care of them, made them a small profit, and made them able to have a successful land. Um, Was he in love with his wife? No. But we'll soon find that Monkey and him go into battle and inevitably decide the fate of this Buddhist monk as well. So what do I mean by all this? Well, without rambling too much, I'm just going to say, basically, this story is different chapters of different parts of a journey. And the journey is very long. And it all kind of runs together after a while. And that's what I liked about the novel and that's what I didn't like about the novel, okay? It made sense to me. You know, the story of writing about why someone from China would want to write about going to India and all the differences that he sees. Um, However, because this has not been translated before, a lot of it has been lost in translation over a long period of time. Uh, We're talking, you know, approximately 1,600 plus years. So, in actuality... You know what we're seeing from all those decades ago, hundreds and thousands of years ago. What we're seeing is actually something through the eyes of a person who is alive in 400 A.D., and him trying to rationalize it and explain it to the world. And again, he took the traditions and customs of ancient China and combined it with you know, Buddhist scriptures to make a wonderful story. What I like, I said, the part I didn't like about it is that it's hard to understand. If, unless you have a background in Buddhism or know anything about Buddhism, it left me scratching my head quite frequently. In fact, the first hundred or so pages of the novel is just them trying to explain it to you what the different types of gods, Buddhist rituals, the prayers are. Um, you know, yes, there's a lot of cool things that happen in the story, like magic and you know different types of monsters that are fighting. Like I said, dragons and sea monsters and such. Uh, but again. All these things are uh, hard to understand what they really were because they were translated so long ago. So, anyway, I hope to experience more books in the future, but I'm going to have to give this series a 2 out of 5. Now, why would I give it a 2 out of 5, especially if it's something I did enjoy? Well, I managed to finish the book. That's always my first marker, and if I was able to finish it. If I wasn't able to finish it, i give it a 1 or a 0. So I do give it a two just for that. Uh, another thing is I did like that it did inspire a modern version or modern tales that were rewoven into a real story uh, that I can enjoy today. So, yes, I did not enjoy this novel as much as I would other stories, but I did enjoy The Journey to the West and that it's eventually inspired Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and all that series. Um, Did I enjoy reading it overall? Well, or rather, would I recommend it to a friend? Probably not. Uh, Mainly just because unless that friend was really knowledgeable about Chinese folklore, history, and Buddhism, this book is going to be a massive battle for anyone. This is the type of book that you would pretty much read for a class, not necessarily for personal growth. And at the end of the day, I felt like I was struggling reading this book. That's why it took me so long. And so, like I said, while I did enjoy aspects of the book overall, I felt like I was slightly disappointed. I was left feeling that this book series in particular, you know, wasn't one I wanted to continue, which is unusual for me. If I like a book, I want to complete it. So no, I do not want to read the other three volumes of the series. And two, while I did enjoy reading it and purchasing it, it, it's hard to find for a reason because it's such a niche, small book series. Um, you know, it, it was greatly inspiring to try to find and track down, but it, it, I enjoyed that part more almost than reading the book. So anyway, like I said, if you enjoy Journey to the West, you know, fantastic. Maybe you've personally had experience studying Asian culture and history and you've heard about this already. Um, but again, it's like the equivalent of finding out you want to read all of Shakespeare's works and you find that you're reading one, you don't quite necessarily enjoy it as much as you would another novel, that's basically the equivalent of what this is to me. So, like I said, I do appreciate that the author uh, took the time to write this, and I do appreciate Anthony C. U. for taking the time to translate this. That must have been a massive process. So, um, anyway, uh, that's all for today's episode, The Journey to the West, Volume 1. Uh, thank you for listening to this podcast, and thanks again for sharing. And if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at Scott s e o t t Bernstein sixteen at yahoo dot com. Thanks for listening.